I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst show. I've ever made. <laughs> Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. <laughs> no one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. That is what we do every single week. Yep. So you know that we we did that uh, little test last week of our true fans. Who were the true fans who were going to ask for the completely free extra episode? Now, I know you get the emails, but do you have a guess as to... I actually don't have an exact number now. kind of got screwed up today. But uh, as of last night... It was a lot. Oh, really? I thought it was a little bit. It was like 40, 50... I thought it was like 9 or 10. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it was like seriously nine or ten, and and that was we got three in today. I, I don't want to say that we're shitting on ourselves. Don't tell everybody this. Oh my! Well, no, I'm saying out. we have way more listen. We have way more downloads than that. Like way oh, more, yeah. more downloads than that. But like we're giving some people. Just what I'm saying is they listen, but they don't care. Yeah. No, 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 no. They download, but they don't care. Yeah, they download the show. I wonder how many people just have a sub- have subscription and they never actually play it. Yeah, it's like me with this uh, mystery show. Do you know about this podcast yeah. called Mystery Show? I like it. I've never listened to one. I have them all. I have every single episode on my uh, iPod. iPod. It's funny. On my iPhone. Is it good? Yeah. Um, I like it. But I've never listened to it. I've downloaded I'm, I'm considered a downloader. Right. I wonder how many we have of those. Um, Joey, I... Yeah. Um, I just signed up for something. I guess we'll get into this with news stories, though. Um, well, I do want to tell you though, Joe. Like months ago, my my friend Jennifer was hanging out with Steve and I, and um, she mentioned that Etsy. You know Etsy, right? Etsy. I've heard of this Etsy. Mm-hmm. It's like handcrafted things that people can sell online, whatever. She oh, mentions yeah. that Etsy does this craft fair in San Francisco the weekend after Thanksgiving, Pier 35. We should go, right? Yeah. Um, she told us the dates, and Steve's like, oh, I'm going to be in Korea and Japan during that time. And then she was like, oh, well, that's too bad. And then she didn't invite me. Like, <laughs> Oh, She really? just really well, likes she... Steve. She really likes Steve, but eventually well, it's she really did. sad when Steve is the nice one. Why? What do you mean it's sad when Steve's the nice one? He is nice because I think the I think our listeners think you're nice. Oh, I'm not. People, I think that I know people understand that now. But anyway, she did eventually reluctantly invite me. <laughs> oh, she did. Um, I'm joking, kind of, but she really does like Steve more than me. Um, so. 
Thanksgiving happens. It's time for this Etsy event, right? So on Friday before uh, the event, the Friday after Thanksgiving, I text her. And I'm like, hey, what's the plan for this weekend thing? And she responds, I was just about to ask you. I'm like, Wait, it's her event. I know. And I've told you in the past, like, arranging stuff to hang out with her is so hard. And I always have so much fun when we do hang out. And, but like, just getting there is like so difficult. And I, it's her event, right? Like, she invited me, so she should kind of know the details. And just to show that I'm not exaggerating, this is me reading from the text, okay, on Friday. I said, what's the plan for tomorrow? And she was like, I was just going to text you the same thing. And I, was, I said, what time does the thing start? And then she responds, don't know. What? Who is? Why are you hanging out with this person? At this point, I'm like, well, I'm busy during that time. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm, like, ready to walk away, right? I'm feeling. But was she saying, I'll figure it out? Or what was she saying? She just she said, wanted you know. to figure it out? She didn't say. So I, I responded, oh, do you still want to go? Thinking, like, she's being lukewarm. Maybe she still wants to hang out but not go to that. Or maybe she doesn't want to hang out at all. So I said, do you still want to go? And she said, yeah, I'll look it up. And then hours passed, like two hours. But, she, I mean mm-hmm. – Whatever, it's a holiday. I, I get it. But hours pass, and she responds, starts at 11. So then I was like, okay, do you want to go to the fair? And ha- Oh, by the way, we had talked that we were going to hang out as well as go to this fair thing. We were going to like get drinks or dinner or lunch or something and catch up. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, do you want to go to the fair and then hang out after? Or do you want to meet up early and then go to Etsy, right? And she said, your choice – Ugh. Right? So I eventually like put my foot down. I'm like, we're meeting at 11. We'll go to the fair. Then we'll do lunch. It's boring. But we had like the identical conversation about where we were going to meet, like back and forth. And she's being noncommittal. And then when I finally decide, I just say like, okay, meet here. And she's like, that's out of my way. Ugh. Oh, fucking hell. So Does she know my cousin Richard? Seriously. On Friday night, though, I got this message. She texts and said, just drove by on my way home, Pier 35, just drove by on my way home. It's going to be really crowded and hard to find one another. And that's all it said. So I'm like, are you saying you don't want to go? Like what? Give me something to work with, right? Yeah. And so eventually we do go on Saturday morning. I will say this in defense of my cousin Richard. He'll tell you if he doesn't want to do something. Yeah. See, I was thinking she was like saying she didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept saying like, are you sure you want to do this? Just, you know, so you didn't land up going. No, we went. So we did oh. go, we did go. Oh. Um, and we had a great time. We had a lot of fun, but Saturday, did you morning, buy any like uh knit caps or anything? Joey, we get to this Etsy thing, pier 35, busy as fuck, like thousands of people. And I'm not exaggerating. It's at this huge warehouse thing at the pier. And there's no tickets to get in. It's just bi- a, one big door to get in. And people, I'm sitting there. I got there probably 20 minutes early. And I'm kind of hanging out. I got a coffee and I'm sitting by the door. And streams of people for the 20 minutes are going in. Streams, a solid stream of people. Uh, uninterrupted. And nobody's coming out, right? Um, so when Jennifer gets there, we walk in. And there's so many people. And the aisles are set up kind of like skinny, so you 
the crowd is so thick that you can't stop to browse. Like, there's no way you can look at, even at what's going on. So it's like a festival. You know, like in a – have you ever been in a crowd where, like, you can't decide if you want to turn left or right because the crowd just pu- is pushing you one way or the other, you know? And meanwhile, there's, like, f- five women five women with strollers that are, like, mm-hmm. causing – I mean, it's not their fault, but, like, it's chaos <clears throat> because of the strollers too. It was awful. So – it took us like 30 minutes to get from the front of the building to the middle of the building. And there's an emergency exit. And Jennifer's like, I just want to leave. And I agreed wholeheartedly. This was not her being like annoying. This was like the event was annoying. So we went out the emergency exit. Fuck that place. And we just left. Um, but we ended up having a pleasant lunch <laughs> mm-hmm. down the pier. But no no way were we going to stay at this Etsy thing. It was awful. And it was great catching up with my old friend she i like catching up with old friends you know she mm-hmm. basically like interrupted all my stories and made me yeah to said that i was an awful person and that mm-hmm. my boyfriend steve is nicer than me and stuff like that yeah and well, then she is a smart girl yeah i like her <laughs> then i go home and i just shop on etsy.com fuck that place <laughs> so but actually it was weird when when i got home this event had a a Facebook event set up. You know how they do that where you can like invite and they put the details and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing a lot of people are commenting about how awfully planned and executed this thing was. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave a comment as well. Oh, and remember Joey, that this is Saturday and the event is Saturday and Sunday. So there are potentially people that are going to be driving in or taking the train into the city or going out of their way to attend this awful event on Sunday as well, right? And you're just saying it's not planned well. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, I mean, you could kind of see some of the tables. It's not the vendor's fault at all. It was just really poorly executed. They needed a ticketing system or uh, something like closed front door and only allowing so many people in or something. Well, is the first one in history? No, they do it every year. I it, it might have been the first time at this particular location, or maybe it's getting busier than it has been in past years too. Um, I mean, it's it's a problem, but it was awful. So I was gonna leave a comment. I was gonna just be like, "Hey, this is my experience, real quick." So if somebody was gonna like drive in for it or something. They know that it sucks. Um, You're better off just shopping online. So I go to leave my comment, and Joey, they turned off commenting. So like a bunch of people had written probably like five or six negative comments, and then they just turned it off. So you could reply to old comments, but they turned off the feature where you can make new comments. Does that make sense? Oh. It's just evil. But wait, Joey, it gets eviler. Uh, The Etsy admins on the – the uh, Facebook page, they started commenting on all the negative comments. Like for example, someone said it was so crowded outside the building. We did, we left before we even went in total waste of time. And then the Etsy admin replied, sorry, you had that experience inside the event today. Everyone was thrilled and there were no complaints. Like what the fuck? That's not even true. Like when we were, shoulder to shoulder with people and like getting pushed into them everyone was complaining so to say that everyone was thrilled inside well just the fact that they were in the city of san francisco 
Yeah, they're, they're going to be complaints. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> so that just it comes with complaints. <laughs> but do you do any shopping on like Etsy or handmade stuff like that, or do you only do? I like it in theory. I actually think I would like this fair because my problem with Etsy a lot of times is like, oh, look at that cute knit scarf or something. They're like, four weeks. I'm like, ugh. I'm so spoiled now that I want it like really fast. Um, Like Amazon has that like the delivery in the same day. Yeah. Within hours. If you order now, you can have it in hours. I've done that before. Um. I did it for like what did they? I think it was like a book because like I could get it overnighted with Prime or I could get it the same day. It was something ridiculous like that, and I was like, "Well, why not?" Yeah. Um. You know who would have made this uh, whole event brighter? Who? Steve. Yeah. He always puts a positive spin on things. He would have been. Uh, he would have been negative about this. There was no way anyone was enjoying this. There was no way. I'm surprised. I bet you the vendors hated it too because there were thousands of people there, but nobody could buy your shit because they couldn't stop to look at it. Yeah. I was actually just talking about this concept with um, future boyfriend of the show, Cameron, because uh, he uh, there's this uh, very popular New York um, uh, food cart called Halal Guys, and uh, they opened up the first non-New York one in, in California. In Costa Mesa. And the lines have been insane for this thing that people just get every day in New York. And I was – they're starting – the line's starting to die down. But I was telling him, I go, they're probably happy now that the line's dying down because the line was so long they were probably losing customers because it was so long. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have people those people who are there. Like, yeah, once you but, get it, you're, like, pissed. I yeah, remember, ugh. like, whenever – when an In-N-Out burger opens outside of California, it's going to be that experience. I remember in high school in Orange County, they opened a Krispy Kreme Donuts, like the first one in yeah. California. I don't know, in the, at least in that area. And it was yeah, like that area. so popular. And like um, I remember sitting in a car for like over an hour in the drive-thru. Was it me and you? No, I didn't know you yet. This was like... Before Are you sure? Even, yeah, I was in high school. So I remember sitting in the parking lot in, um, was it like La Habra or La Mirada out that way? No, it was in Orange. No, oh, no, no, no. First. You're right. The first one. Oh, you're right. The first one was in like La Habra or something like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. Like, you're right. Like La Habra or La Mirada was the first one. Oh, I remember just God. sitting in a car waiting, but it was like an experience. We kind of did it just because when you're in high school, you'll do stupid stuff like that, too, though, like just to be around other people. Cut to I still do it. And I'm 41. <laughs> I'm like, I got I stood in line. I told Cameron this while I was in line at Halal Guys <laughs> with him. Um, so you had a Halal Guys. Oh, yeah, I had it a couple of times. Oh, good. And it's good. It's really good, but it's not worth that line. Right. But that's why – but Cameron lives right by it, like walking distance from it. So I was excited. Now every, every time – I'm seeing Cameron on Thursday actually. So uh, we'll probably go to Halal Guys now that the line has died down. Cool. Um, what's up in LA? What's going on with you? Mike, there's this museum called the Museum of Jurassic Technology. It's oh, in uh, West Los place. Angeles. Yeah. I, well, well, I've only been twice. 
Yeah, you you love it so much. I can't tell you the last time I revisited a museum within a f- couple of months. Oh, a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's not. I'm not like that. If I see a museum, why do I have to go back? Well, I'll tell you, put something new in there. I had heard about it for a very long time. Okay, and so it was something I always just sort of had on my like uh, to do list. My bucket list, if you will, of Los Angeles. Sort of a quirky museum. I knew it was quirky. And uh, a year or so ago, uh, uh, f- future boyfriend of the show, Cameron, had someone in from out of town and didn't know what to do with them. So I said, you should take him to the Museum of Jurassic Technology. And he took them and he loved it. He's a big fan. So when um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was we were hanging out with each other. And uh, he, he goes, Let, let's go to the Museum of Jurassic Technology. I'm like, I'm all for that. Let's do it. Right? Yeah. So, by, by the way, first we went to go eat lunch at uh, this amazing burger place, which my friend, who I had a friend come out and visit me. I wish I, we went on a burger tour. We should have definitely hit this spot, Father's Office. It probably is one of my favorite burgers in LA. It's right there, right where we were. I don't know why we didn't go there. Anyway, we went to Father's Office. And there was this guy there sitting there who looked like a mutual friend of myself and Cameron, right? Okay. And so we kept staring at him. Oh my God, staring at him the whole time, right? And we're like, oh, okay, should we take a picture of him? Because he looked exactly like him. And the guy noticed us, like, staring at him. Uh huh. <laughs> so finally he got up to leave with his friends, and we were like, excuse me, excuse me. And he just kept walking and he, like, ignored us. Yeah. Oh, and, and another thing, too, was we ordered some food. We ordered this, uh, I don't know, some toast or something, avocado toast or something, right? And uh, the waitress brought it but then she gave it to the table next to us and they were like what is this and she was like oh we want you to try this avocado toast <laughs> right and uh-huh. i go that so then she walks away and the guy goes oh, that's weird and then i tell him i go that's weird that we ordered why would that go to a person that didn't order it first right yeah and cameron goes she took it to the wrong table and she had already set it down and i guess there's some health code law that as soon as the plate is set down you, well, can't, you can't give, give it to it somebody away. else Oh. Yeah. So once she had set it down, she realized she had fucked up. Yeah. And so she didn't want to get in trouble. So she's like, oh, we were just wanting to try this new dish, you know? Yeah. Because the guys were super confused. They were like, what? And she's like, yeah, here you go, on the house. And I was like, oh, this fucking bitch. She's like, I was just taking it right one foot away from me. Anyway. Right. Cameron was really excited to take me to the Museum of Jurassic Technology. So we go to the museum. And it's like, it's like this nondescript building in like Culver City, which is just a, like, it's like a city, like a normal town with like uh, staples, you know, like mini malls and stuff, right? Okay. And it's this nondescript building in front of a, a bus stop right in front of it with like just random homeless people standing there. And you walk inside and it's super dark and, um, there's a gift shop. And I'll just tell you this the feel of the place. It feels like the haunted mansion. Even though it's not scary, the place isn't inherently scary. Uh-huh. It feels like when you walk into the haunted mansion at Disneyland. Okay? The whole okay. place feels like that. Do you walk into an and elevator and it goes down? N- no, but you know the look of it? It mm-hmm. looks just like that. And it feels like it's dark like that and everything. Is it dusty? Not dusty. I don't. But it has, I don't know why. But I feel like the haunted mansion is dusty. But it probably isn't, right? I don't know. I'll bet you it is. But then they're like, oh well. It's, oh well. Oh well, it's the haunted mansion. 
Yeah. Right. You know what I would hate to do? I would hate to work on that ride, that one shoe. Like, because you have to do the walkthrough at the end of every shift, like the, the, yeah. the other day. But they probably use, they turn all the lights on. I bet you it's fun. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So <laughs> they have these just like kooky exhibits, right? That make no like you know how like every exhibit you go to the museum there's a little card next to it tells you what the exhibit set is. Yeah. Those make no sense. The exhibit makes no sense. The cards make no sense. It feels like you're like reading. Like a, it's just bizarre. It's a Jurassic Museum. Do they have actual dinosaur bones and stuff? It has nothing to do with dinosaurs. It's the Museum of Jurassic Technology. I don't oh. even know what that means, right? Oh, uh-huh. So I it's just bizarro, bizarro Jurassic exhibits. Like, it's like curiosities and oddities. There's a Wikipedia entry for it, and I really do feel the Wikipedia entry gives it a really good summary without actually telling you too much about it, okay. you know? It doesn't like really spoil it for you, but it does give you a good description. I think on there it described as a a, no, no, you shouldn't read it right now. It's long, but it's a museum about museums essentially. Or you'll hear more about it when we talk about when I I went with my cousin Richard. For those of you that don't know, I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me and gay. And so the Museum of Jurassic Jurassic Technology is just weird. It's just like the whole downstairs. There's two levels. There's a downstairs and an upstairs. So I'm with Cameron. And this is much different than what I was thinking. <laughs> oh. I was thinking, I don't, I, I didn't even, once you said Jurassic, I didn't even hear the word technology. Oh, so okay. in my head, you're going to a dinosaur museum. Oh, no, 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 no. Now that so, I'm looking at it, it's like totally, up, I mean, it's kind of like, not magic stuff, but like kind of the stuff you like about magic, like creepy old stuff. Yeah. Exactly. It's creepy old stuff and like oddities and it's just really kooky. I actually really do like the place, right? But it is really weird. I went, okay. So the whole time we were there, Cameron and I were at a one hour meter and Cameron was like, oh, we could totally do the place in an hour because it's little. And I go, okay. So, but, so that was in the back of my head that I have a one hour meter, but also Cameron was like rushing me. He really goes, I really want you to go upstairs. I really, it's all about the up the second story, right? Okay. So I didn't really get a chance to really spend time on the downstairs. I mean, I did. I walked through it. I got like a cursory look at it. But I didn't get to spend much time because he was really desperate for me to go upstairs. So we go upstairs. We walk upstairs. And I am going to describe upstairs. Again, feels like the Haunted Mansion. And you walk upstairs. And then to your right is another weird exhibit about the cat's cradle. You remember the, the toy, the game you play with the string? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you turn around and there's a mirror and this like hitchhiker sitting on your shoulders. <laughs> Hurry back. <laughs> anyway, um, so we go through that and then you keep walking down this. It does feel like you're walking down. You know when you're in the Haunted Mansion, you're going backwards in the Doom buggy and there's that hallway with the candle just floating coming at you? Yeah. Okay, it, that, that's what the hallway feels like, right? And you go down, and then to your right, there's like a weird little sitting area with oil portraits of dogs. Okay. And I was like, that's bizarre. Is and then it you like walk full the- body dogs, or are they like dogs wearing like tuxedos? No, no, no. It's just a regular dog, but it's just like an oil portrait of a dog. There's okay. six or seven of them, okay? Then there's like this little tiny old-timey Victorian movie theater. Like, well, it feels Victorian, but they're showing a movie. The movie makes no fucking sense, right? Uh-huh. It's just, like, a black and white movie that makes – people are talking. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm sitting there with Cameron. We're the only one in this theater. And I say, you know, 
It feels like, you know, like when you wake up from a dream and you're trying to tell someone, from a, like you had spicy food the night before and then you're trying to tell someone about your dream and you're like, yeah, and then we went about down a long hallway and there was oil painting the dogs and we sat in a movie theater and watched a movie made no sense, right? And then this next part's going to sound like a dream too. So then he goes, yeah, that's true. So we keep walking and then there's like a sitting area, right? Mm-hmm. But like if you're in a funeral parlor. It feels like a funeral parlor, and there's a woman just sitting there, and she goes, would you like some tea and cookies? What? And I go... I'm getting the chills just hearing the story. (laughs) Yeah, and I go, no. And she goes, okay, carry on, or something like that, right? I go, okay. Uh So then Cameron goes, come on, let's keep walking. And we keep walking. We go up these little stairs, this dark hallway, and then it just opens up into this... (laughs) Bathhouse. Close, I know. No, like this, like outdoor, like seating area, and there's a man sitting there with two old dogs with him, and he's just playing the violin. You know, like, uh, like me, 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 me. You know, like that. I'm like, what is going on? And then you're outdoors though, and you're in an aviary basically, and there's all these pigeons just flying everywhere around you, and Huh? I said ew. Yeah, and so these and then that's the. I'm end. not supposed you to just... say that birds are gross, so I might get in trouble. But ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine this. A lot of our listeners would be very happy to know you get to spend yeah. as much time as you like with the creepy man playing the violin and the old dogs and just hundreds of birds flying all around you. Yeah, we and you can drink your tea and cookies. As you, you know what would be there. perfect right there is on the city, uh, in the city of Berkeley. On the street, there's this man who he has like a coffee can in front of him and a little chair that he brings out and he plays a saw. He has like a one of those wood saws. Oh, yeah. Bent and he plays it. And me and Steve always make fun of it because it just sounds like, ooh. Yeah. It's so scary, creepy, weird. But, and they just have some one of those guys playing that. Yeah. But it, you don't, like, there's no talent involved in that either. Like, why do you deserve money? All you're doing is going, Go on, though. You're an aviary. (laughs) A creepy, scary aviary. Well, that's the end, and Cameron and I leave. But then I'm telling cousin of the show, Richard, about it. And he goes, I... He goes, I want to go. And why don't I say uh, – that was originally going to be in part of this story. But why don't we save that for my second story, going to the Museum of Jurassic okay. Technology with cousin of the show, Richard, and Paul, friend of the show, oh, Paul. good. Good. Yeah. Uh, but Paul's partner did not go? Well, I'll cover that. Okay. So, well, I have a quick story. So, um, do you know we have a dog? By the way, the dog was just barking. But do you know we have a dog at this house? Mm, no. What's you've, his name? You've been... Shut up. You know this story because you made fun of her name before. Pandora? Does that sound familiar? I, no. And they have a cat named Jaja. Ja. So gay. God, so, so fucking gay. gay. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> well, this dog hates me, but she's a cunt dog. She hates everybody. And she, like... She pees and poops if she's not let out inside the house. Which is... Wouldn't the, you? That's the owner's fault. I get that, but... Actually, well, let me finish. So, um, like, Steve will come over and she'll start – sometimes she'll just bark at him or – I don't know. Just, like, things that, like, a good dog would not do. She's just a cunt. And uh, over Thanksgiving, I was home alone 
for the Thanksgiving for two days, right? Nobody was here mm-hmm. in this big house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, when I wake up, I tell the dog to go outside and she's mad, right? But I know because it happened before, if she's not let out first thing in the morning, she pees and poops inside the house and nobody's here and I'm not about to pick up her pee and poop. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, go outside. Come on. And she like bites at my shoes. She's just <gasps> a stupid cunt dog. And I finally get her outside to the backyard. She sits at the doorstep and barks. And I'm like, whatever. You're going to the bathroom. Go. So I cook coffee. I cook breakfast. I've never heard someone say, I cook I know. coffee. When I said it, it sounded weird too. I make coffee. I cook what? breakfast, whatever. Um, I get ready to go upstairs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the dog. So I look out in the back, and she's found a nice sunny spot on the deck. She's chilling. So I leave her. And a few hours later, I come down to do laundry. And I open the backyard door, and I'm like, Pandora, come on. And she comes running in. So at this point, it's been like maybe two hours she's been outside, okay? She comes running in, and I finish my laundry and everything. I go back to my room. And it's and I maybe watch a single episode of Mindy Project because I'm binge watching that right now. So when mm. I finally go out of my room again, she peed and pooped right next to my bedroom door. Oh, dogs will do that. She is a cunt bitch, right? Like she's doing it because she's mad at me. Don't you think? Of course she is. Yeah, that's exactly why she's doing it. Uh, but then so now she pees and poops like right by my door a lot now. And I. I I think that part of the problem is like it smells. I love this dog. I hate her. And I think it smells like her. So now she just keeps wanting to do it in that area. She thinks it's like the. No, I think she doesn't like you. Well, I think that's part of like certainly part of it. But like, do you know any way that I can like spray something or something to make her not go there? (laughs) That's what her podcast is. No, I don't know anything about those things. I hate it. And it just stinks. Um, but anyway, but, but also like, part you, know of what, our, you know, what's the most disturbing part of this story? What? If I'm thinking about when you're telling me this is I know we're going to release this episode and somebody we know, I, I can't tell when it's going to be like, bring, 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 bring. All right. Here's what you do. I know that's because everyone who listens is amazing. But so part of our problem is like, I don't feel like I should have to clean up after this dog because it's not mine, right? But yeah. um, I my bedroom's at the end of, like, a hallway. So, like, the owners will walk out and they'll see if there's a poo or something and they pick that up. But the problem is if it's not a poo, if it's a pee, they, don't, they can't see that from down the hallway. So they never come down and, like, clean up after the pee. Mm-hmm. So it's just disgusting. I want to, like pour bleach there but i think the hardwood floors would not like that very much why don't you say something to them what do you say hey your dog is annoying you know what you could this is sort of weird this is a reference to last week's show you know what you could get what one of those mosquito things oh <gasps> yeah the, the high pitch it plays uh, a little noise yeah i think yeah. they use it for dogs too or what if i just get like one of those fake owls that they put out for pigeons and stuff. I think the, I think the high pitch noise is the way to go. Did you know at the office um, building at my office in LA, they have a recording 
that plays 24-7, and it's of a hawk eating a pigeon. And it just loops. You can barely hear it, but, like, well, you can hear it for sure. But unless you, like, really focus, you don't think anything of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it cycles, and then that way pigeons don't come nest in the area because they feel like there's a hawk there that eats pigeons. That's I guess that's more humane than like putting poison. I guess I can't out. take that hawk to the Museum of Jurassic Technology. But, I mean that's kind of a it's kind of disconnected the joke, but because why would you bring a hawk anyway? <laughs> that's the absurdity of the joke. No, but like you, it would be like, well, there goes. I think better would be like there goes taking the Museum of Modern Technology, Jurassic Technology, to Mike's office or something like that. But that doesn't. No, the, I, the visual of me walking in with like a hawk on my arm. To, like, why would I show up to the Museum of Jurassic Technology with a, like that big glove and a hawk yeah. right there on my forearm? I'm like, oh, this is not a good idea. But it's implicit that a hawk wouldn't be good at a place with a bunch of pigeons. Like that's kind of a given thing, right? Yeah, but that's the joke. Why, why are we breaking down humor? I'm telling you, it's classic. It's a classic joke. It reminds me, when I remember I was in the Bay Area, I haven't talked about this in the show. Remember I, I visited the Bay Area? Uh-huh. And uh, I'm telling you, I still stand by this joke. We were, oh, shit. <laughs> you know where I'm going Please with it. don't, Joe. <laughs> did we talk about it on the show? No, we didn't talk about it on the show. I'm t- okay. <laughs> I was with friend of the show, Adam Vaught. In San Francisco. Who's turning off his podcast now. <laughs> we ordered a lift to take us back to his house with his girlfriend. And the car comes. <laughs> and I could have sworn I heard Adamot say that it was a she- <laughs> that it was a Chevy Volt. Uh-huh. Right? And the driver was a big fat guy. Right? The driver was a huge fat guy. So then uh, the big fat guy driving this Chevy Volt, and we're driving. You know, San Francisco's very hilly, and we go up this one particular hill that's super steep, and I can feel the car. So I'm in the front seat, then this guy driving, and Adam and the Adam and the girlfriend weigh nothing, but you know, me and this guy are in the front seat of this car, uh, and we get the we it's it gets to the top of the hill, and I go, uh, I think this car's gonna change its name to Revolt, <laughs> okay, and they're like. Crickets. What are you talking about? Yeah, crickets. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, because revolt. And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Because like, we're in a Chevy Volt. And they're like, this isn't a Volt. This isn't a Chevy Volt, first of all. And that's not a funny joke. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I go, and I still to this day, re- the, Mike, two fat guys in this car. I think it's a Chevy Volt. It gets to the top of the hill. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like the little engine that could, right, at the top of this hill. And I go, like, Hey, uh, this car's going to change its name to Revolt. What's up with you? Uh, can you tell me the story about your cousin? And um... <laughs> I'm still laughing at the joke. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. So, cousin of the show, Richard, wanted to go to the Museum of Jurassic Technology, and I tell friend of the show, Paul, and uh, he's curious about it, too. He wants to go. And he says, oh, maybe uh, uh, John, uh, his partner, will want to go. And I go, great. But then I, I – I, this is early in the week. This is like Monday. But then I get like super nervous the whole week. I'm just like super anxious because I'm like, wait a minute. 
Um, John has literally the attention span of a flea, right? Okay. So I'm like, you know, we're going to go to this museum. And I could, oh, so I, the reason I wanted to go back was, like I said, I didn't feel like I got a really good chance to absorb the mm. exhibits on the first floor. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I, we rushed through it the first time. I won't be rushed through it this time. I'll go with Richard. I'll go with, um, no, wait, I'll go with Paul. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it'll be good, uh-huh. right? It'll be a good time. Real quick, so then, we're laughing because yeah. Joe, we started this recording and Joe was like, okay, quick show, which it won't be. We're already on track for it to be a longer one. Quick show, and uh, I don't want to edit anything, so <laughs> straight tape to publish, okay? Yeah, live to tape. And then he starts saying his friend's fake names wrong. Yeah. So then, uh, so then, like the morning of, I'm like, oh my god, this is so funny too, actually. So I go, uh, this is how I, I, I go, I need to call Paul. I need to tell him, like, listen, uh, if you don't think John can handle it, you better tell John that if you can't handle this, don't come because yeah. I, I want to stay a long, a long time. So you're mad about something that hasn't necessarily even happened yet. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just anxious. So I call Paul, and, and Paul's like, okay, yeah, we're going to still come down. We're in San Diego. We're going to make it. And I go, listen, I got to tell you something weird. And he goes, okay. And I go on this long speech, and I go, like, you know, it, it, the museum's kind of quirky, and it's it's not very long. It won't take more than an hour to get through, but I know John's going to want to leave after 20 minutes, and I don't want to hear it, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Okay, that's fine. What's weird? And I was like, oh, okay. I thought it would be weird. I thought, I thought it was, <laughs> to me in my head, it was like this large, giant drama. Yeah. Maybe he's so used anyway, to kind of getting warnings like that. Yeah, I think so. So John uh, stays behind in San Diego, and Paul meets up with me and Richard, and we go to the museum. Uh, I get to spend more time in the museum, and the, the exhibits make – no more sense than the first time. <laughs> okay. I was thinking like, oh, it didn't make sense because I didn't get to, no, they make zero sense. And I can't, I can't get a read. Richard's going to doing his own thing. I can't get a read on Richard's thoughts on the museum. Mm-hmm. So we do the museum and then we leave and oh my God, girl, we got a lecture in Chicano studies. <laughs> Based on this museum. Why was it like... Oh, let me see if you can guess. So why why did Richard not like it and how did it relate to Chicano studies? Here's the quiz. Um, was everyone... Like, were all of the humans in depicted in photographs and everything white? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I should give you some... You know what? There's, you don't, there's information you don't realize. Okay. Sorry. There's information you don't know. It's important to this. The first time I went, there was like... Cameron and I went, we were like literally one of like... 15 people in the entire place, okay? Okay. This time we went the Friday after Thanksgiving, and the place was super, super packed. Like, not Etsy-style packed, but it was very crowded, (laughs) okay? Uh Were they all white people? It was all white people, yes. Yes. It was all white people. And, uh... Did somebody like mistake him as like a coat check or no, something? No, no, that, that's all. I think that's the only information you need to know. Okay. You think you got a guess? No. Okay. He was mad because he essentially said it's a museum uh, that is a uh, it's a museum of how weird white people are. Okay. okay. 
and that he was really upset that the museum was super packed and that the Latin American Museum downtown or wherever it is was empty. You know, like the Latino Folk Art Museum was empty. Uh, but here were white people spending their hard-earned money packed in a museum about that made no sense, and it was just about how weird white people are. So did he like it? <laughs> no. Huh. But he stayed the whole time. He stayed the whole time. He didn't complain. He took it in. But here's the thing. Actually, I have a theory. I was because Paul and I were talking about this after the event. Because Paul and I went to go see a movie afterwards. I'll tell you about that in a second. But uh, after the movie, I mean, yeah, during the movie, we were on our way because we dropped Richard off at his house. Um, Paul and I talked about it, and I, I was saying Richard bitched about it, and he said he didn't like it, and he was mad. But I will say there is a cool factor to the museum. It's quirky. Hipsters go there. It's very cool. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. So I know Richard will be taking people there. Does that make <laughs> so he's going to take people there because it's it's I don't know how he'll sell it to them, but he's going to take people there because it's it's cool. Well, that's my theory. He does have like a decent point. Like white people have had the luxury to be quirky and you know what I mean. Spend our time doing all that like crazy stuff because we weren't historically worried about you know day-to-day kind of worries that some other people have but like i don't know i think sometimes you just need to like enjoy something like that sometimes you're going to watch a movie and there's going to be kind of a problematic joke or something and you just have to like enjoy the whole thing for what it is and relax a little bit well that's coming from me and my white man privilege true but here's the thing Richard, there's a lot of assumptions in this richard's assuming that the museum of latin american folk art isn't crowded sure right. he doesn't know if it's not crowded he just made that up you know well I, I, and maybe his point is like all those people are there and not at the latin american museum not necessarily that the crowded part but like look at all these people that are here celebrating white people quirkiness instead of Whatever but that's was. their choice. I don't know. I completely yeah. disagree with Richard on one of this shit. I'm not saying I agree um, with him. I'm saying I understand his perspective. But don't yeah. tell him I said that. <laughs> I know. So then afterwards, we dropped Richard off because he had something going on. And we went to go see the movie Carol, the one with uh, this uh, Kate Blanchett. And she's a lesbian. Never heard of her. And uh, it's right now it's in limited release because they're just trying to get Oscar nominations. I don't know when it goes wide. It's going to go wide. I don't know when. But we got tickets, and they interviewed the screenwriter afterwards. Mm-hmm. That was boring. No interest in that. But uh, before, after we dropped off Richard, we were supposed to pick up John, right? But Paul even predicted. He goes, I don't think John's going to go. But back at – we went to uh, Paul's apartment, and sure enough, John says, oh, you know what, guys? I'm really tired. I don't think I'm going to go. And we're like, okay. So I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden – John's – not John. Sorry, Paul is just doing stuff in the kitchen, right? And she's like, and I'm like, whatever. And then Paul finally goes, okay, let's go to the movie. And then I was like, oh. And then he goes, uh, John, um, so the, ter- let me just tell you something. It's like 6.30 at this point. 6.30. Okay. okay. Day after Thanksgiving. And, and Paul says, John, uh, the turkey's going to be ready in, in about three half to four hours. Could you take it out then? And I was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> and so then we leave and go, what, what is that all about? He was like, oh, we're having um, 
a full turkey dinner after when I get back. But the movie starts at like 7.30 and then there's a and a He's not going to be back till 10.30 or 11. That's right? weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, what? So we go to this movie. We see this movie. By the way, it's about – this is – I want to let people in who aren't gay men. Okay? I think there's a false belief. Maybe you're going to disagree with me here. This could be a point of discussion. This is just true for me. Right? That when I see a movie, I find it very easy to relate, obviously, to gay men, stories about gay men. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. I can also, because I've just been brought up this way, relate to stories about straight couples, straight people. Mm-hmm. Man, I struggle with the lesbians. I really do. I really? really struggle relating to the lesbians. Like, I have to, like, really focus and, like, put myself in a gay relationship in the lesbian movie. Mm-hmm. And then also there's a love. It's not even. It's like a mild sex scene with, between Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. Mm-hmm. I was closing my eyes. I was so grossed <laughs> out. You weren't really closing your eyes. I really was. I go, Paul, please tell me when it's over. Uh, they're both very beautiful women. I didn't say they were. They were perfectly beautiful women. I just did not want to see them sucking on each other's tits. It was so gross. Huh. I I've was never really. Closing my eyes. What's a like famous lesbian movie? Well, mm. I, I like this, but I'm a cheerleader movie with um. Yes, yeah, but it has gay black. people in it too. Oh, true. Yeah, but like a purely lesbian movie. What about like Heavenly Creatures? Remember that one, Peter Jackson no. movie? No. With Kate Winslet and. Uh, the girl from Togetherness. What about um, Thelma and Louise? Is that a lesbian movie? No, I don't think they're lesbians. I don't think they do sex stuff. I think they just kind of are emotionally attached. I don't know. I'll have to examine that in the future when I come across lesbians. Pee-wee's Big Adventure? No. No lesbians. Mm-hmm. Large Marge. It's not about her vulva. Yeah. It's not about the uh, size of her vulva. So I saw Paul the next day. I go, how was your turkey dinner? He goes, oh, it was, it was great. And and, and uh, our homeless friend came over and had stuff nice. But uh, they had a large turkey dinner at 11 o'clock at night with their homeless friend. That's weird that they would eat so late. I have, however, since I started this new job, I've started eating later. Um, so, ex- for example, it's 730 at night right now and I haven't had dinner yet. So I probably have started eating, and I know this is super healthy. I've started eating dinner around eight o'clock every night. So there you go. Well, you know, we know somebody who once a week I check in with um, this elderly person because she has no friends, and she and her husband are constantly eating dinner at like nine thirty or ten o'clock at night. Who are you talking about? I'll tell you after the show. Oh, is she you? knows who she is. Cool. I saw that movie, The Danish Girl, the next day with Paul. That's the one with Eddie Redmayne and uh, he he's transgender. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show. I have a thing for a little bit of a thing. I'll call it a fetish for chicks with dicks. Really? Isn't that the pro- isn't that the politically correct term for a transgender I, I, person? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I do. I kind of do, actually. Especially if they're really pretty as a boy. And so Eddie Redmayne, ugh. Oh, my God. I was living for this movie. <laughs> not, I'm not even a big Eddie Redmayne fan. You get to see, I will say you get to see some Eddie Redmayne peen in this. Yeah. A little brief glimpse. I don't know who that is. He played, you would know him uh, as a gay man, uh, the guy that played uh, Marius in the film version of Les Miserables. Um, okay. English actor. You know who he looks like for to me is um, Seth, um, what's the... Oh, a little like Seth guy? Myers? Yeah. yeah I think a, he's like a really pretty Seth Myers. Yeah. I can he, see that. He's beautiful. Um, I've seen him in stuff for sure. Yeah. People are mad that I don't know who he is, probably. Oh, whatever. Um, The Theory of Everything. Oh, yeah, he's the the Stephen Hawking guy. Oh, he's in Jupiter Ascending, which I heard wasn't good. Yeah. Oh, he plays uh, Lionel Richie in that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. What's going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? What's the big news in the Bay Area? Joey, um, I would like everyone to know that, uh, and this is not your fault. I'm not blaming you at all. Uh Um, We we said we were going to record at 7, and then I got home. I was ready at 6. You said you were doing nothing. So I text you, and I was like, hey, it's only 6. Can you record now? And you're like, oh, give me a minute. I'm not set up, but yes, right? So mm, sure. you said that, and then I opened all my news stories, and I got all ready. Um, and when I did that, uh, this news story actually led me to a purchase. So here we go. Uh, the story is kind of written in a gawker fashion, so it's not newsy, but it's from the SFist. Um But let me try to cut to the actual chase. Um, One of the biggest sources of food waste in this country has been discussed a lot recently, including uh, by John Oliver. Um, It's America's rejection of misshapen and or unpretty fruits and vegetables. And these ugly or cosmetically challenged produce account for 20% of the produce grown in this country, according to this Emeryville, which is right by me, uh, Emeryville-based startup called imperfect produce and some of it never even leaves the field because they they know they're not able to sell it uh so it just kind of gets trash right there uh so this place called imperfect produce basically what they do is um it's like a lot of these like farm delivery places that you've probably heard of already um and while I was waiting for you to do this, I'm like, oh, I wonder how much it is because the idea is this is cheaper because it's ugly, right? Uh, yeah. So I click in, and Joey, I now have a weekly box of this produce coming to my house. <laughs> well, out of curiosity, how much is it? I want to know how much cheaper it is. 12 bucks. What? And it's a 10-pound box of fruit and vegetables on a weekly basis. Do they only basis. do it in the Bay Area? Yes. At this time, it's only San Francisco and Oakland. And Berkeley. Hmm. So on a weekly basis, I'm going to have a 10-pound box of fruit and vegetables delivered for 12 bucks. And I figure, you know, if I throw them away, <laughs> they were going to yeah, die. they were going to be thrown away right? anyway. <laughs> but that, the idea is that uh, you're, you're helping with food waste. Um, but then after I did this, I'm starting to read more. And maybe a lot of this kind of ugly fruit and vegetable goes usually gets donated to like – soup kitchens and that sort of thing so now maybe i'm stealing from soup kitchens 
so that someone. Yeah, they get a lot of food. They're they don't no need to worry about soup kitchens. They're in really good. They're throwing um, food away. So, but I, my question was, would you be interested in trying such a thing? But oh, I would totally do it. I'm jealous. I don't get to yeah. do it. Well, I'll let you know how it goes. I hope. Um, well, I hope it is food that I'll want to eat, and then I hope that I'll um use it all. That's kind of one thing I'm worried about too. Ten pounds of fruits and vegetables. Oh, a 10 to 15 pound box of fruit and vegetable is what I signed up for. They also do a 17 to 20 pound box, and that is $18. That's too much. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. And every week, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm just going to be like, too, it's gonna Steve, be too guess what we're having for dinner tonight? Oh, no, please don't say eggplant soup again. <laughs> and the eggplant has an ear on it. <laughs> With the appetizer, Baba Ganoush. And eggplant parmesan. So what's up with you? What's up in LA? <laughs> We're almost at an hour and we've only done one of my news stories. <laughs> Mike Lawson, several women accused porn star James Dean of rape. Oh, I saw several that, women yeah. several women have now come forward alleging that porn performer James Dean sexually assaulted them, including his ex girlfriend Stoya and other adult actresses. The allegations against porn star James Dean began on Saturday when Stoya, an adult performer, writer, and model who dated Dean in 2014, tweeted that Dean had once raped her. She also expressed anger at Dean being heralded in the media as a feminist. After Stoya's tweets, adult performer Joanna Angel, who dated Dean for six years, also tweeted about Dean in support of Stoya. Lifestyle website The Frisky has decided to pull Dean's column from their site, and Dean she also has column? resigned from the. Oh yeah. Okay. And oh, Dean has also on. resigned from the adult performer adv- advocacy community, according to adult industry night news site XBiz. Dean has publicly stated on Twitter that the allegations against him are not true. According to TMZ, sources have told him that Dean feels as though his accusers are confusing the sexually assertive man he portrays in adult films with his personal life. Mike Lawson, my question to you is, have you ever watched a James Dean film and have you ever masturbated to one? I don't think so. I'm looking at him now, but I don't really know. I'm going to tell you something, and I could prove this if I wanted to. I loved James Dean since like 2004. I used to uh, buy time on, a, on a, an adult website called Mail Pay Per View, where you just buy time. Uh huh. Okay, and then when you use up that time, you use up that time, right? And uh, so, but when you added favorites, it keeps a track of when you added that favorite. And I can't look because my computer will fucking crash if I go on the internet while I'm recording. But I believe I added that in 2004. And this is when I was like looking at, I would, I liked, here's the thing. I'm a big fan of the straight porn if the guy's hot. And so I believe this is like a MILF Hunters movie. He's like a young, he's probably like 21 or something in it. Mm-hmm. Dude, so hot. So hot. He tried to like cross over into movie movies, right? Yeah, but no. That's never. So did Brent Corrigan. That's never going to happen. I think it could happen. Thank you. For who? I think, well, I think like the world is ready for it. That's what I meant. Like if somebody actually had the talent, don't you think? Yeah. Brent Corrigan wanted to be an actor in the worst way. Oh my God. He wanted to leave porn behind so badly. Mm, That's rough. But what? Do you, but what are your thoughts? But what? Do you, but what are your thoughts on this? Is sort of weird because it's 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 
What? What's so funny? Well, you're walking like kind of touch at. You're walking a fine line. No, 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 no. Obviously, these are very, very serious allegations. Yeah. But um, I guess it, it. But it. It's not like Bill Cosby and these women because it gets very. Well, I actually read the allegation. Actually, the allegations are very. They're not on the set. That's why I don't think. I don't want to know why I think he's confused because the the stories are. It, the stories are unbelievable. Not unbelievable. I don't believe them, but they're outrageous. Like there's they're. Why wouldn't someone calling the police right then? Right. And I'm not saying they're not true. What I'm yeah. saying is like, oh, my God, this is crazy what I'm reading. Right. Well, I think it's two men that live in this world that you and I live in. Like, it maybe is hard for us to understand why somebody doesn't call the police immediately after. But some of these happen in front of groups of people. Hmm. That's what, I don't know. I, I, I didn't I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't, I don't – I'm not saying I don't believe it because I think also when you're in – that's why – the reason I find it interesting is because it gets interesting when you're in the porn world. Does that make right. sense? Because I think the yeah. assumption is how are you great when you're hold in porn? On, hold on, hold on. Hello? If you have to do something, we can always wrap up. We don't have to do two news stories. Okay. Yeah. So what do you got going on next week? Nothing. See ya. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Go um, to hell, Mike. <laughs> uh, Steve's coming home, which is going to be exciting. And then When does he come home? Um... Thursday, Friday, somewhere in there, and I'm in LA, so I'll see him Saturday. And then mm-hmm. I'm going. That I mean, the other thing is I'm going to LA, and I'm going to let you know my my information. I don't know how much time I'm going to have, but I'm there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, let me know. Maybe we can grab lunch or we can grab dinner. Depends yeah, on uh, totally on what your situation is and where you. But you're staying in commerce, right? Yeah, well, we could talk about that when we're not recording. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, what's your room number? (laughs) I'm staying in commerce, but I'll be doing work in Pomona. So, uh, I have literally zero going on this week, which you always know means crazy show next week. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, go, go deal with your stuff. Oh, people aren't going to know this. Mike had a bunch of stuff going on during the show, and that's why we're, we're cutting a little early. Okay. Nice catching up with you, Joey. Uh, go to hell, Mike. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.